Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, my name is Turk182. And I'm a Comey. Oh, man. So, here we are. Here we are. With another one of our uh, recording sessions and <laughs> kind of going over everything that we've been up to and what, wherever we're going to do and talk about and all that. You know, it's, we're doing a damn podcast, dude. I mean, really, we're yeah. just doing a podcast. Like, that's, so, if you haven't figured it out now, then the hell are you even doing here? That's right. But, but don't go anywhere. Well, maybe. If you're cool. So you haven't seen Thick of Steve's yet, right? Nope. Oh, man, I love Thick of Steve's. Because yeah, um, the, the one scene that I liked that I was kind of somewhat referencing when it was like, uh, man, if, if another like restaurant came here and, and tried to take you away, I don't even know what I'd do. I'd be so mad. I'd probably kill you. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, man, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, man. I mean, I, was, I, mean, I, I would do that. Come on, man. I'm just joking. <laughs> but don't leave me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh so yeah we just figured we'd talk a bit about some of our recent congoing experiences yep we uh, you know we recently uh went to galaxy con and you know we posted an episode saying we're going to be going to galaxy con after we had come back back from galaxy con yeah um Poor planning. It's it's, uh, it's our fault. Yeah, but it was a wonderful time. It was great. So we had a lot of fun. The the greatest thing about it though was that um, we didn't have a table this time, so we actually got to go to a con like we used to doing. Yeah, and that was wonderful. I spent so many hundreds of dollars on oh books that I don't God. have room for. Oh, you do? Who you tell, man? <laughs> I had been. I, I this is gonna sound bad, but I had been jonesing, jonesing for some dollar boxes. And I still have not gotten my fill. Unfortunately, <laughs> because there were only a couple places that had, like, well, yeah, one, there, one mainly. There was one table that really had it. Um, and, um, but, man, I was like, I, that, that was good. They they had some good stuff, and I bought lots of stuff. <clears throat> but, man, I, I, I still, <laughs> I still need a, I need a and, dollar box. And, you know, you kind of missed out, because the next week, it was like, man, I just want a weekend of, of, like... Kicking back and chilling after that crazy trip. And uh, and Grace was like, hey, I kind of want to do this con in Roanoke this weekend. You want to come? And I was like, okay. Oh. Be- because it's you, I'll do it. So we went. Uh, <laughs> Pike off. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just listening to some 80s music, man. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it. I feel like it was really, music too. I had to get really quiet to even hear what you were doing with that. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we went. And uh, so this person who I was telling you about off mic, who I'm not going to, I'm not going to put on, I'm not going to name on the podcast. I'll still put him on blast here. Um, and this is something I've had a really, really strong opinion about since like discovering Chris Schweitzer's blog. So this is something that I, I always knew if it ever happened to me. It, you know, it, it wouldn't be a pretty scene. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, like, like for years now, I've just been waiting for somebody to pull the shit and it happened. And you know, this guy, this guy has been at cons that we've been to for like the past 10 years. So it's like, he knows us. We know him. Right. There was no reason for shit to play out the way it did. And, and I, if it's the, if it's a person I'm thinking of, like, like you were saying, we know, we know them. we don't talk to them because I mean, it's really nothing, but, but we see each other regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
So yeah, so you know, we're just kind of walking the floors, sort of looking around, and uh, and Grace is like, oh, I'd kind of like to pick up some D&D dice. Now, at GalaxyCon, you know, there was a shit ton of dice. Didn't you get her some dice? Yeah. Oh. She wanted more. <laughs> Dude, I swear, man, the D&D dice are, are kind of, they're, they're kind of like a, like crack, man. Oh, man. Because people are like, yeah, well, they'll have like a big bucket of dice, and, uh, and you'd be like, hey, can I, can I get a couple, like, get, you know, some to play with? Yeah, but hold on. Um, yeah, these don't really roll that well. Um, yep. no, I can't let you have these because these are the ones I use for when I really need to roll great. But like, oh, okay. Like, for the ones that don't roll that, why do you even fucking have those in there? Like, I mean, <laughs> I've it, got five or six complete sets and I know which ones roll better and which ones roll worse. I, I think, I think it's just, it's just bizarre that people have that many and like, my, the, my newest ones are the ones that are rolling really well. Why don't you get rid of the old ones? Get rid of the old ones? Like, yeah. like, well, that's not compute. You can't do that. The one time... <laughs> uh, it was back when I was still uh, playing D&D games with Camelot and Overton. And uh, I had one new set of dice, and I rolled like three rolls under one or two in a single combat. And I finally just chucked the dice across the room. Didn't see them for a year. And then when Camelot was cleaning up his office, he was like, "Hey, yeah, I found this dice." I was like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, well, let me let me try it again, and I rolled it and like got a three, and I was like, "Yeah, screw this thing." Um, well, it's like last session when I went to go yeah. attacking. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I, I I I didn't know how much uh, you wanted to talk about it on the podcast, but I am running a game for Turk and Camelot and some other friends and Grace and some other friends. Uh, and it's been interesting so far. <laughs> yeah, and I went to um, <laughs> I went to kill what well, wait, wait, attack, which should have been a very, very easy attack. It, it, it had been a four hours worth of combat over two different sessions, so <laughs> everybody was over it at that point. Yeah, and <laughs> and it was like the last two people to actually just wipe off the face of the fucking planet, unarmored, begging for mercy. <laughs> and I go over there with my. <laughs> With my like, like beat him down and kick some ass sword, and I roll and I got a twelve. <laughs> Their AC was thirteen, by the way. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. So then I'm like, okay, I roll again and I get a twelve. <laughs> and then I just scream, motherfuck bags, <laughs> which I don't even know where that came from. But and that, that was it. I was like, I'm done. I, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. The that whole I, I, I thought to myself, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give the players a treat. I'll let them have a massive major fight against like a million monsters just so that they can see what they're really capable of. And then it was just an absolute clusterfuck. Four hours worth of clusterfuck of me like, oh, I hope I don't TPK the party, Rick. Oh, did, oh did, god, that was that was hard. You're know, like, huh? So you see something that looks like a beholder and it's coming your way. <laughs> I mean, I, I rolled so many damn, like, uh, fucking, uh, what was this? Knowledge checks? checks. Huh? Knowledge checks. No, but you were doing no, perception. Yeah, perception check. Yeah. God. And so many damn perception checks. You thought it was like, <laughs> like a freaking encyclopedia or something. <laughs> Roll perception check. Okay. So everybody else sees this. Turk, you see a duck. Right? <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, Grace is. I, I, I guess I should ask her if I should actually be, like, using her internet handle or, or how she wants to be addressed on the podcast, but uh, not crazy important. Um, <laughs> to you. I mean, <laughs> right. to you. <laughs> to you. But yeah, so like, there weren't any dice tables at this con. Really? 
Nope. Not, I mean, not a one. Huh? Because sometimes you'll come across one of these places that has like a uh, some, you know, like a uh, medieval-ish kind of like yeah, yeah. like uh, jewelry and stuff. And, and they had those, but they didn't have dice. So you know, hmm. we go all over and we finally find this guy who we know, and he had some dice, and it was like okay. So, you know, this guy's got some dice, and then we look, and he's got a, a, a long box of... Which, by the way, you would have loved this con, because there were dollar boxes everywhere. That's what I, you said, I thought man. of you super frequently. Except for you never actually bothered to look through the long box and be like, hey... Uh, dude, I don't know what you. kind of titles to get you. Yeah, but you could say, I, you know, let me know something you might be interested in, I'll look for it and see it, and, and then I'll be like, yeah, I'll pay you back. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll do that next time. Um, but yeah, so like he's, he's got a he's got a long box, and we're looking at it, and it's like, oh shit, this guy's got D and D books. So Grace is super excited because everything we've done with this game has been like digital. She's never actually like looked through a, a book of D and D stuff. So like it was it was pretty cool. It's like wow, he's he's got like uh, like an early printing of uh, second edition A D and D. Nice. Uh, he had a bunch of 3.5 books, he had a shit ton of 5e books, so, like, you know, she's looking through it, having a good time, seeing, like, seeing the monsters, seeing the artwork and stuff, comparing the different editions, and this is to the point, like, I mean, these books were marked down pretty significantly, so I'm thinking, hey, I might actually be buying some of this stuff, because this is cool stuff, I'd, I'd really like to get a copy of Morgan Kanan's Tome of Foes or something, and, I mean, we, we were there maybe five minutes thumbing through these books, Maybe. And we'd already pretty much established, hey, you know, we'll be picking up some dice here in a bit. Right. And so then this fucker turns to me and says what I've been expecting somebody to say since discovering Chris Schweitzer's art, which was to go, hey guys, we're not a library, okay? Okay, so one thing, most libraries don't have D&D books too. It's not... A fucking novel. It's a D&D book. I'm not going to read it cover to cover and be like, oh, wow. What, what do you so, think I'm doing? Memorizing the, the fucking stat block so I don't have to pay you? In the end, the zombie did it. Like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, now, what happened to Schweitzer was he took his kid to a comic shop that he had frequented for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And they pulled that shit on him. That, like, his, his young daughter was reading one of the comics, and they said the same thing. We're, we're not a library. You need to actually buy the book before you look through it. And so him, with his armload of books, just puts them all back on the shelf. He's like, you know what? We're never coming back here because yeah, yeah, fuck that. you're a comic shop. And they're like, well, we have people read our books without ever buying them. It's like, yeah, because you're a comic shop. Okay, but that's not fucking me. I don't care what you had before, right? That's not me. Mm-hmm. You, that's, that's not me. You don't know me. Don't fucking treat me like you know me. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, and it's one thing if I, if you were sitting down and I'm like, if you see me going from page to page, but if I'm flipping through, okay, cool. Flipping through, okay, cool. Yeah. Does this have what I'm looking for? Just because it has monster A doesn't mean it has like monster X. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm going to look and see, does it have these things in it that I'm looking for? Yes or no. Is this yep. the, is this a comic book issue that has this in it? Well, since I don't know exactly what page it's on, let me flip through and see. Yep, that's what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, plus you, you need to get an idea. Hey, does this trade have this particular artist I'm looking for or whatever? Yep. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, she'd never seen a D&D book before, that's, was that's, excited to see it. That's amazing to me, she'd never seen a D&D book before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were, I mean, we, we were both brought up in, like, super conservative kind of situations where D&D was considered satanic. So... I mean, it is. <laughs> sure. I mean, I never worshipped the devil until I started running D&D games, so... The thing is, though, if you actually read a, a D&D book 
backwards to forwards, it tells you this whole story about God. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so, I mean, at at that point, it was like, you know, fuck this. So I I basically just told Grace, I was like, you know what, just put the book down, we're done here. And she was like, well, I was thinking about getting some dice. I was like, we will go anywhere else in town that has dice. Yep. Because there are gaming stores, there's hobby stores, there's Barnes & Noble. We can get dice anywhere. This guy's not getting a penny of either of our monies because that, that shit doesn't fly. Yeah. Like, good lord, we, our, our group, our circle of people, have been an integral... Like, these, these cons have just been an integral part of our lives for years. And all of these people, with all of their tables, have gotten our money in some capacity or another. Between us and the people we know, like, we're, we're supporting this fucking thing. Now, it's this, important to us. Does this guy also have trading cards? Like, but, like, um, uh, sets of cards? Or no? I don't remember. Okay. I was too mad. Do, do they have, a uh, uh, anime? Or movies? Uh, I think so. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm thinking of the same guy, too. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. I mean, you, you'd know him the minute you saw him. Right, right, right. So, at some point, at some point, we'll be back at one of these shows, and I'll be like, hey, you remember that time I monopolized an entire podcast episode bitching about somebody? There's the guy. <laughs> I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, that that kind of just, like, killed the vibe for me. Killed the con. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't feel like buying from anybody now. Because this guy's not gonna treat me like not not only somebody who frequents these cons, but somebody who frequently exhibits at these cons. Like, treat me like a goddamn equal. I'm not memorizing your fucking stat block so I don't have to buy D&D stuff. I've got the internet for that. Well, remember that one con we were at and I was looking through dollar books and the one guy came over here and was like, Hey, you mind if I if I get? He just kind of pushed in in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, oh, "I've got a table." I'm like, motherfucker, I got a table too. It's right there. Yeah. And, and then he made some kind of weird racial comment. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he, he, he's like, well, you know, uh, I was like, you can just call it white white privilege. And um, and I didn't say anything to him. I just looked at him. I'm like, you're trying to bait me into saying something and doing something that's gonna mm-hmm. make me look bad, and make you look good. I'm like, you just have to live with your fucking racist ass comment and your stupid views. But I. I see your table now because you pointed it out. So I know that never to buy anything from you or, or, you know, not even stop and look in your general direction. And, um, you know, just you're a piece of shit. I mean, live yeah. with it. I mean, and the things I, I, I was at first I was angry because I really wanted to just be like, this has nothing to do with black and white. You're just an asshole. Yeah. And yeah. I really want to like just, just curb stomp you just for being an asshole. <laughs> nothing else. I mean, you know, if you, Racist stars, is, I mean, because, I mean, really, if you want to just bring it down to it, like, racist people are assholes, too, right? They're, right. they're just, they, they're selective assholes, right? Like, <laughs> this, this is my niche right here. I hate <laughs> foreigners, you know? Like, right, right. You know, and, but, but, you know, but still, they're still just, they're just a, a instead of being a broad spectrum assholes, you know, they're, they're, so, but, I mean, when it comes down to you're just an asshole, I'm like, okay, fine, I'd like to beat you enough for being an asshole, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to let you have that. Right. I'm right. Not, like, just fine. You know, you live with who you are and, uh, and I'm not going to give you satisfaction. So I was like, okay, fuck that. But, and plus, here's the other part about it is I'm not going to show my ass 
for a fucking dollar box. Yeah, a dollar yeah. box, really? I mean, I wouldn't do that for uh, that guy, the Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. I'm sure as right. hell not gonna do it over, you know, like a fucking US one right. <laughs> issue five. It was like, and, so that's what the Man in Black was. Like, yeah, yeah it's no. Like, and, and what does it say about this guy that he did decide to show his ass over that? Right. It's like, grow the fuck up, dude. We're exhibitors too, and you're a racist piece of shit. And, the, the, and that's saying something coming from us, right? So, and what, what's even what's even better about all that is that he's shopping someone else's dollar boxes when he's got a a table or tables of his of like shit that he's selling that you know isn't like original content. He's selling you know toys, books, whatever it is. Yep. And but he's shopping somebody else's stuff to find stuff that apparently he can't get at his own right. store. But <laughs> with people that come in, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, if your table were worth two shits, you'd already have it. Be like, I would say, like, you do you, but apparently you've been doing that way too long. <laughs> yeah, so. just just a bastardy situation. But uh, in contrast, but but you but you, I mean, you just you just you look at me like, okay, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't have to give you my money. I, yeah, I don't. It, it's as simple as that, and that's exactly what happened. You know, I didn't I didn't retaliate or or like fuss at the guy, but it was like, okay, well, you know, you lost a sale. Good job, idiot. Yeah, and if if you already marked stuff that like I'm getting this, yeah, and and then you're gonna say some stupid like, okay, well, yeah, now I'm not getting anything, yeah, and maybe like it's not maybe a big deal, but again, you like you said, you lost a sale. Maybe what what I, you were, I was gonna buy from you was only like ten bucks that you know of, but then I was gonna get all this shit over here, which yeah. was gonna be like thirty bucks. Yeah, I mean, like I, the D and D books were thirty bucks a piece that we were looking at. Hmm. Which is still dirt cheap for D&D books, but it's like, shit, dude, I could have been considering buying three or four of them for all you know. Right. And you decided to be a little bitch about things. So, good job, idiot. And and I know this this doesn't really... It doesn't make me look better, um, and it doesn't really make the situation any better, but when something like that happens and it, it just it just keys into my nerves like the right way like a fucking Philip puppet from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 you know <laughs> right. that I have no problems like whatever money I was going to spend there just like burning it in front of them <laughs> you know this yes I no longer have $30 but you don't have it either and I'd rather burn it mm-hmm. in front of you just to say that not only it would never touch your hands ever not like I spent it here and then it went to that girl over there and then it went to this person and they eventually made it back no 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 you will never ever get this money yeah. ever and it seems really stupid but to me I'm just like this is the biggest fuck you of all and the thing is I don't care if it's my money I can do whatever the fuck I want with it right, I can spend yeah. it not spend it you know like I could I could shove it up my ass and, you know <laughs> And and whatever, because it's mine, but it'll never be yours. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I said to my prom date's dad. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch is mine. Whatever I want. I'm sure that went over well. No. I mean, he agreed. (laughs) Yeah, take her. I don't want her. Then we left the cemetery and went to the prom. So I will say a positive about that con was uh, they had funnel cakes there. And, uh, I'm a glutton for funnel, for funnel cakes. So, Wow. So that's, um, that is probably one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Not about you loving funnel cakes, but <laughs> that, like, that a con has funnel cakes. Yeah. So <laughs> let's serve the greasiest food possible yep. at a comic book convention. Hey, can I look at your, no, 
no, get the fuck away from my side yep, table. Yep. Don't touch anything. See, we, we ate them after we left, so uh, it worked out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was definitely a bad move on their part. So, uh, because we didn't do this in advance, because I didn't know that I was going to be landing here, mm-hmm. but I've actually been wanting to share this with you for a while. So, the movie that happens to be playing in the background while we're doing this episode of uh, of Our Mom's Secret Funny is in a black exploitation movie starring former like uh, NFL football player Jim Brown, right? Yeah. It's a 1972 movie called Slaughter, in which he plays a guy named, uh, what's his name? Slaughter. Slaughter. So, uh, <laughs> and it also has the late Rip Torn in it. Shit, I love Rip Torn. That's the guy with the, with the scraggly-ass long hair. Yeah. Here's the best part about it. It has Stella Stevens in it, right? Who is a fiery piece of, like, just yum-yum right here in this movie. Some of you may remember Stella Stevens if you've ever seen it from the original Poseidon Adventure. She was Ernest Borgnine's wife. He was a police officer. She mm-hmm. was a former prostitute that he fell in love with. She got off the street. They married. And she always felt insecure about that and we didn't want and thought that if people found out that this cop had married this former prostitute he had busted several times that it would make him look bad and he's like I don't give a shit like right, you're right. my wife I love you like fuck what anybody else says um and like he like uh and she's one of the people that you know survives and stuff at the end so this has Stella Stevens in it and um out of the black exploitation movies it's a, it's actually a lot of fun um uh, but um she makes it absolutely worth watching. Is is that the uh, this uh, tasty treat on the screen now? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, I mean, she is good stuff. Yeah, just like absolute papaya. Pow. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so just kind of because you know, every once in a while we'll be watching a movie, we'll just be like, "God damn!" And, and you're like, "What? What? God damn! What? What?" And you're like, "So, but yeah, this is so great." I mean, Jim Brown is awesome. And of course, you might remember. Uh, for those of you who've seen it, there's Jim uh, Rip Torn right there. Nice. Who's, whose name is just awesome, Rip Torn. It's like, such a great name. They're like, "What's your acting name?" Shred Mangle. Doesn't <laughs> 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 work for him. Um, yeah, Rip Torn, the guy that broke into the a bank one night when he was drunk and was like, <laughs> "You know that story?" No. Oh God. Okay, you can do it right now because we're talking about a totally different podcast. But I've got to look that up for you because. Like, the last couple of years of his life, he kind of lost it, but he was drunk one night and broke into a bank and was like, was like, and a police officer was, showed up there and he was like, I'm having problems getting into my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, Jim Brown, of course, was, uh, was I'm going to get you sucker. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, anyway, it's a great, great movie. Yeah, anyway, but anyway, so uh, anyway, so in contrast, uh, yes, in contrast to that, which was not as um enjoyable for you, yeah, yeah, we went to GalaxyCon Raleigh. What about yeah. three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I will, I will tack on the disclaimer. It was still a fun day. But, yeah, yeah, you know that, that's because I was hanging out with friends, not because of the the people. Did you, uh, <laughs> you get to hang out with Warcrawler? Uh, we said hi. Oh. Well, I guess that's close enough. Yeah. Um, but you know, he he always is, like, fighting off a crowd, so... Yeah. It's not like us, where it's like, oh, God, somebody I know, please, stop and talk, I'm so lonely. <laughs> You're not lonely, Akomi! <laughs> 
so uh, so we went to Galaxy Con Raleigh and we had a uh, we had a really good time. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were there. So say it's a four day con, and um. Uh, so I'm going to start off with say the only drawback to the con for me was there were some guests that were billed as being there, and then the day of the con or days of the con they weren't there and yeah, there was yeah. no place for them on the floor and when we went to sorry two drawbacks um when we and when we went to the to the website to, to I, was, I was like i, I swore some these this part supposed to be here and they they were completely gone and there was no mention of the fact that they were gone like they canceled so was it the guy from slipknot uh cory taylor i think his name was yeah like yeah. at the they, he couldn't make it at the last minute and they said he's not going to be there um uh, Brendan Fraser couldn't be there because he had to do some shooting, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said he wasn't going to be there, but he was doing a live uh, panel, like broadcast uh, the next day, yeah. like Saturday. Yeah. But then, like, Brent Spiner wasn't there. And I was like, well, he was supposed to be here because I brought something to get signed by him. And I wouldn't have brought it otherwise because no one else could sign it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tara Strong was supposed to be there. And unfortunately, she wasn't there. See, I never saw the notification that she was supposed to be there. But see, it was in one of the emails or something. I'd have uh-huh. to pull him back up. Uh, that she was going to be there, and uh, and uh, and the thing that really, really, really pissed me off, which is my own fault. This is my own fault. And next time I need to check and just instead of assuming, because um, uh, Kevin um, Bacon, no, <laughs> not Michael Richardson either, um, not O'Neill, uh, Batman. Oh, Conroy. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Conroy was there. And I was like, man, I was like, Kevin Conroy's there. That's awesome. But, dude, I don't have $100 to get his signature. Uh, I just don't. His signature's only 40 bucks. Yep. And I say only 40 bucks. I've already gone off on my rant about why I don't think I should pay for autographs for people who, like, you know. I mean, the, I love movies. I love TV shows. You know, I like, you know, good actors and stuff. And I, I recognize the talent of really good actors. I mean, I think we've talked about that enough times. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. I seriously, I mean, recognize the talent of really good actor. Um that's why, that's why I make such a big deal about Paulie G so much. I'm like, damn, Paulie G. And then the podcast episode we're going to do later, I'm like, I recognize good actors. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just because you're a good actor doesn't mean that you're popular or that you're well-liked that you get, you know, <laughs> that you, Excuse me. Yeah, that you get what, what is due to you for your acting skills. Yeah, you know, yeah. That comes from the fans that want to see you, that say things, especially nowadays on like, you know, Twitter and shit like that, but like, oh, well, see this person in this role. You know, that comes from really the popularity amongst your fans. So when I'm a fan and I watch everything you do and I try to persuade other people to watch this stuff because you're really good at it. And sometimes you'd be like, like, dude, you've got to watch this. This person is freaking excellent in this movie. Right. right? right. And, and some of you would say like, yeah, the movie's not great, but they, they just, they shine. And if you guys are movie fans like, yeah, you know, sometimes a see, movie can see be also like every Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> If you guys are, are movie fans or anything like, like us, that you know that there are times where a movie is absolute garbage, but you're like, dude, this person makes it all worth it. No matter what, it makes it all worth it. It's kind of it's kind of like the wink in Anaconda. Oh yeah, the movie is not great. I mean, I mean, it's got like Owen Wilson in it. You know, you just think, <laughs> whoa, hey, you know, um, Ice Cube's in it. Uh, John Voight's in it. You mean, and Danny Trejo's in it, right? It's yeah. it's got a it's got a, a hell of a cast. And even the part where the guy jumps off the uh, off the waterfall yep. and the anaconda snatches him up midair <laughs> when when Owen Wilson's in his belly and you see yeah. him scream <laughs> and what those are all good parts but nothing 
beats the wink. Oh god, the wink is so good. The wink is the best. It's I mean, so you good. you watch all the way up just to get to that thing. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, this is like this is eh, it's meh. I, some parts are like yeah, but then you get to the wink and you're like, oh no no no, yeah that that, that was good. That was, that was good. It. That was worth it. That was absolutely worth it. So you get movies like that, or like you know, like this person really makes it stand out. So when I'm that kind of person that really promotes them, and then that's what allows them to get more work and to be able to shine more. Mm-hmm. And then I meet them at a con. And they're like eighty bucks, but like, mm, I have a hard time giving you eighty dollars, considering that I'm like one of the many people that helped get you here. Because again, town alone doesn't mean dick. And yeah. I mean, and I always go back to the whole Tom Hanks thing, where Tom Hanks said, "Is like, you know, I'm always grateful that I'm here because there are hundreds of thousands of other actors out there that are better than me mm-hmm. that will never get the shots that I have." Yep. You know, so <clears throat> I mean, when you walk around like a James Woods thing, like I'm the greatest thing ever, be like. Yeah, no, that's how the natural got shot. It's right, like, right. are you the greatest that ever has and ever will be? Yep. Bam. Yep. Yeah, shit. I mean, I'm not going to go around like, you know, what's about to wheat. Yeah. A nub new. A nub new. I'm not going to go around like, you know, Johnny Depp once upon a time in Mexico and like great actors and everything. No, that's not. But I'm just saying, like, but then charging me like 80 bucks just because I would be like, dude, I really like your work. And by treating me a certain way, it's going to just. It's just going to make your Dun & Broad Street even better. Mm-hmm. And then you're... No. Okay, well, <laughs> guess what? I don't fucking like you anymore, you know? <laughs> just because you couldn't give me 30 seconds of pleasantry and treat me like a goddamn human being. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can I ask you a question about Star Trek? You're going to be at the panel? I can't. I got to go back and be on my table. Yep. No, that, that, was, that was a response. Yeah. And then, and then, like, like it's some kind of like weird ass kind of namaste thing. You know, you know, namaste. You know, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, yep. and reveal this: the daily fuck you. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what that's about. Yes, I do. Yeah. So, so then, like, sit on top of that, saying like, you know, eighty bucks. I'm like, hmm, I kind of, I, I kind of feel a way about that. Yeah, I'm I mean, not big on it. Yeah, because you know. I already had to save up like the past four months to pay for the fucking hotel, to yep. pay for the tickets, to have like money to buy other stuff that's not like autographs, to stand in line for for fifty minutes just to meet you and get here, and then you're like, yeah, but you know, my Mercedes only gets like one mile to the gallon, so yep. like, yeah, but you know what? A fucking Honda is <laughs> held together with like I actually I actually took one of those, those small like um like pocket sized like um like New Testament Gideon Bibles and I duct taped that to the engine of my car because that's the only thing that's gonna keep it running is like duct tape in the grace of God and you want me to give you eighty dollars for a fucking signature. Yep, yep. So uh yeah. So but I mean but Obviously, I do it sometimes. Uh, but anyway, so Kevin Conroy was there, $40 for signature. I'm like, God bless America, because I could have like had you sign so much stuff, but I thought his signature was 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know what it was. The last time um, he was at a con, he was there with um, uh, Optimus Prime. Yep, yep. Optimus Prime signature was $100. <laughs> and I think that I ended up getting the two of them mixed up when I was looking at the price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so when I found out afterwards, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. That really, really sucks. So, but, um, but it was so good to, to walk the floor and, um, to walk the floor and meet people, uh, 
and just just be attendees for once. Yeah, you yeah. know. I will say though that for us doing a, doing that con, and I will say that the the con was smaller, which mm-hmm. kind of made it a little bit more enjoyable. Oh yeah, because yeah. it was smaller and it was still pretty packed, but it was smaller. Um, but at the same time, though, being smaller like that did mean that there were fewer exhibitors. Yep, yep. And so we were kind of done within two days. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we do the whole thing where, like, um, we're going to walk around and check everything out. Then we walk around again. Then we go up and down every aisle. Then we're like, okay, this is the stuff that I want to come back to. Yep, yep. Uh, and so, but we had done that in, like, two days. And so after that, we were just like... I still got a pocket full of money here, man. And I, I came, I came here expecting to like spend this much. I don't have to. But the thing is, like the last time I've been, it's, I don't know when I've been at a con that I've had this much money to spend. Right. right. <laughs> and and when I'm still going home, like a, it's, it's like going, it's like going to a strip club with like two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you're ready to leave, and you still have eighty bucks left. You're like. Did I really have fun here? Because right, like th- right. I wasn't expecting this. I mean, like, because you know, you go to a place like that. I'll, I'll take three hundred with me, but I only plan on spending two hundred. And and if I dip into that extra hundred, you know, it it really has to be like, okay, that was worth it. Right, right. But I don't go there with three hundred, expecting to spend two, and leave with one hundred eighty still. Like, oh, something. <laughs> what? 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 It's like you, I'm, I'm looking at times like, is it the afternoon? Because you never go in the afternoon, right? right I'm like, right. I'm like, no, it's. It's like one o'clock in the morning. We should have some prime talent here. Like, why the hell am I leaving like this? Right. Yeah. Is the place on fire? Is like, a, <laughs> a, there a drug bust or something like that? Uh, but so, so I kind of felt weird, like, yeah, like not have. So we we walked around a lot more, and then you know, end up actually like accidentally buying stuff that I hadn't really planned on buying. But I was yep. like, you know what? I don't mind supporting these people. Had some really good conversations with some really awesome people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, so all in all, though, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I dug it, and you know we probably some of the best conversations we had were at the uh, the prose authors. Oh yeah, like a lot of the prose authors that we met uh, were just super super friendly people. So I, I'm going to talk about that too uh, extensively. Um, the hotel we got uh, was right across the street from the uh, uh, from the convention hall, mm-hmm. and I, I I know we did it, and we went and we did this, and we did that, but I still cannot tell you exactly how. That connected to the convention hall. Yeah, I'm still confused about it. Because they're across the street, and it was like, what, say, uh, two or three lane like road? Something like that, yeah. Uh, one way, because, you know, of course you're downtown in a big city. There were stairs. So we would get off the elevator, we'd go around the corner, we'd take these, this escalator down, mm-hmm. then we like go down the little flight of steps... Turn to the left, and we'd walk through, and we'd be on the first floor of the convention center, which is across the street. But I cannot wrap my mind at how we end up going across the street. It didn't seem like we were headed in that direction. No, it was confusing as all hell. And we didn't walk straight. We, like, walked, and then we turned to the left and went down some steps, and then escalated, and went down some more steps, and then turned to the left again. I'm like, four lefts is a circle. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that was cool, because we could get to our hotel, back to our hotel room, and, like, Seven minutes with like you know heavy traffic, and the thing yep, is, yep. we never had heavy traffic. Unlike the Death Trap Hotel, they had one working <laughs> elevator. Right? This one had all four of them working, and we never had to wait more than what thirty seconds for uh, an elevator. Yeah, something like that. It was not bad. Yeah. So it was so all in all, it was pretty cool. Yeah. 
so uh, so that was great because when we had an arm full of stuff, we're like, "Let's go store them, drop this off at the room." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we were there, and then we could go there, drop the stuff off. You know, like rinse our faces, maybe like put on a little bit more deodorant or something like that. Just, just kind of like you know, take a couple breaths and then go back down, and we were gone for all of like twenty minutes. Yep. You know, it yep. was it was good. So I mean, I was next time I, we go there, definitely want to try to get, um, you know, get booked in early and get that um, and get that room again. Yep, for sure. So and we got a really good rate on the room too. Uh, convention rate, I think it was like maybe one fifteen or something like that. Um, I, I I might be a little off there, but it was it was good. So so um so we we get there and we're you know we're there for four days. We got there Thursday and we left Sunday. Um, and uh, I, I'm gonna say this because you know one of the people I I uh, expressly went there to meet was John Carlos Esposito. Mm-hmm. Love John Carlos Esposito. Yes, yes. Caveat. First thing I ever saw John Carlos Esposito in was uh, was uh, um, uh, School Days. Yep, yep. If you ever seen School Days, he's an asshole. <laughs> he is an utter piece of shit. The next thing. Um, the next thing I saw him in was um, Do the Right Thing. Yep. If you ever seen Do the Right Thing, he's an asshole. <laughs> he is a trouble-starting asshole. He has good intentions of sorts, but doesn't really know how to how to to to, to bring what he wants to you know, into a, the actions to bring it into the light the way he wants to. Yeah. So he just yeah. kind of goes around starting trouble, kind of an asshole. He kind of, well, not kind of. He, he's a big part of what happens at the end of the movie, which is, which is rough. It's, it's hard right, to watch. Right. Um, and then there's something else I saw him in. I'm trying to think of what it was, and uh, gonna be shocked. Okay. Kind of played an asshole. So Whoa. so I'm like I'm like man I'm like this guy this guy now he's playing a part and he's doing his part really well but again the only thing I'm seeing of him doing is playing an asshole. I'm like uh. You know, walks like a duck, right? So, <laughs> so actually, uh, growing up, there was a show he was on that only lasted like one season. It had Brian Doyle Murray in it. It was a half-hour comedy series called Bakersfield PD. And as I remember, he ended up leaving like a thing. Of, he was a uh, big city cop, and he ended up going to Bakersfield and be and like being like a like the detective, head detective on that thing. Right, and, and everyone right. else was like they weren't bumpkins, but they were like. They weren't used to like the kind of tactics. At the same time, though, he wasn't used to like the small kind of town, you know, lifestyle right, where like right. not everything is a major case. It was a, I remember it was a funny show when he was on that. Um, and, uh, of course he's done other things. Um, and he's in, he's in the very end of, uh, Malcolm X. Um, and, um, God, um, and of course I, I, I know him and my big fandom of him is uh, Breaking Bad. Right, every plays Gus. Uh, I'm just saying. So Malcolm X, uh, uh, he didn't play an asshole. Malcolm X hmm. played a piece of shit because he's one of the guys that helped that <laughs> got that that were working to kill Malcolm X. He's he's one of the guys that were like, like started the uh, that started the. He I don't think he's one of the ones that pulled the trigger. He's but in the movie, he's one of the ones that um, starts the commotion that draws everybody's attention away, right, so the other right. two can sh- can shoot him. And he actually gets caught and like beaten down by the people in the in the mosque uh, mm. as the other while the other ones get away. Yeah. So yeah, he went from asshole piece of shit, but the guy is an incredible actor. Oh yeah, he's brilliant. 
And and I was saying there was like a lot of stuff I want to talk to him about, and I still want to talk to him about because they didn't really get that great of a of a uh, interaction with him because there was tons of people there. And he'd been there since Thursday. Unlike a lot of the other people there, he'd been there since Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually bumped into him leaving the hotel one night, yep. like ten o'clock yep. at night. He was on his way um, in. We were on our way out, and we just said, "What's up?" And he said, "How's it going?" And we just left it at that because hey, he's not on the clock right now. Yeah, right? and he looked like he was pretty busy. Yeah, he looked like he was in a hurry. Like I mean, when Gus is in a hurry, I'm <laughs> not gonna stand in his way. I don't want him waking up and like me waking up. He's staying in my hotel room in the middle of the night, and like. <laughs> So when a man's in a hurry, you know, like, oh, <laughs> shit, just kill me now. No, no, no. I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. But so, uh, uh, so he was there, but I, and I, and I like no one, cause I know moving shit like that. I wasn't going to try to be one of these pretentious assholes. Be like, yeah, man, I've been a fan of yours ever since trading places, <laughs> yeah. you know, because that's when he's going to look at you and like. Eh, fuck you, dude. You've not been a fan of mine since I was in the background behind Eddie Murphy in Trading Places. Like, don't, don't give me that shit. Where I didn't even have a speaking line. I'm just there. Like, don't, <laughs> don't give me that. But I mean, he's unusual suspects. And I, and I told him, I was like, one of my favorite parts in usual suspects is when he's on the phone in the hospital and he's talking to him and the Turkish guy's in the bed and he's like, I'm the hosh or whatever it is. And he's yeah. like, oh, just, you know, and he's like, he's like, hey, will you shut up? I'm on the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then of course he says, skies are so saying he's, and they gets his attention. Um, but I remember seeing him now and I'm like, oh man, it's like, dude, look at this. It's, 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 it's uh, it's Giancarlo, right? Yeah. And then, of course, he's in The Mandalorian. He's mm-hmm. such a badass in that. He's in Breaking Bad. He does the voice of Lex Luthor in the Harley Quinn series. Um, and then he did the voice of uh, the uh, head of uh, Mars, Mars Casino, and mm-hmm. the unfortunately short-lived Dallas and Robo cartoon, which I did like. And he um, is uh, now voicing a character in Far Cry 6. Yes. I think he actually did one in the other Far Cry, too, because... I. Because I think I remember seeing his his picture on it or something, but yeah, I mean, and you can see is a the cover on Far Cry Six looks a little like him. Oh yeah, well the yeah the character that he's voicing, I mean, like the it 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 looks exactly like him. Mm. It looks like so, an aged up version of him, but it, like there was no mistaking it. Before I even heard his voice, I was like, oh shit, that's John Carlo. Yeah, and um, and I told him I was like, um, they said I only had a couple, uh, just six, I don't know, maybe two minutes with him. And he was signing some stuff for me. He was really cool about signing that. So I'm not going to say what he did because I don't want there to be an expectation that if you see him at a con that he'll do that for you. I don't want right, to say that kind right. of present. What he did for me was really nice. And um, I, I don't know why he did it except for maybe he was just being really nice. Um, but I don't want to, like I said, put that out there and then, you know, kind of the person was telling us a story about Alex Ross. Right, right. right. I don't want that, which is... Alex Ross did a sketch for somebody. It's a quick sketch for them. And the next day he saw it on eBay. And then he's like, I'm not doing sketches anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, which, that's a dick move. If you, if Plus, you don't, we, if you don't want something like an actual, like piece of art from an artist, then, then leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to make money, there's this thing called a job. Go get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but, but, uh, but he did something really cool for me. And, um, and I talked to him and I was like, you know, I said, and I was being truthful, you know, I probably sound like a fucking fanboy, but I've been a fan of his for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, I remember the first time I really heard someone talk about him, and I'm going to try to make examples at all about him, but I was, he was, he was so cool, even though he was, he was rushed and he didn't really kind of give me like 
a lot of attention and stuff, but right, right. but again, he's rushed. You see that when you've got you know people like that, you've got crowds. And again, guy been there since Thursday. We're seeing him on Sunday, and he still had a, a long line. Um, but uh, but his fan interaction with everybody was was you know, like when he took pictures with people, he was in the moment with them. Right. You know, right. he wasn't no. Uh, so, um, but he was in this movie called Fresh. That uh, I think Samuel Jackson was in it, and it's all about this kid whose mom is shacked up with like a drug dealer or something like that, mm-hmm. and um, and the guy's a he's, he's he's a piece of crap, and the kid starts uh he I think he plays chess with like Sam Jackson in the park, and he starts to take that and use the like his knowledge of chess to manipulate pawns in real life to strike at this guy hmm. to get him removed from his from his life, um, and I remember. That people were talking about, like he was fantastic in that movie, kind of like Jeffrey Wright and Shaft, you know. It was right, like, right. Um, and uh, and I was I was really so happy to hear someone like for an actor that I really liked, and I thought was so talented. I was really excited to hear his name being mentioned like that in like such a wide, um, like because I think it was like a Cisco and Eve or something, like, and but in such a uh, like a like a, like a wide broadcast like that. And of course, he still didn't do like a lot of big things that you know a lot of people know, but yeah. His fans, you know, knew him. But then to see him now, where he's done in Broad Street, is just blown up mm-hmm. to where you know, like he's in the Mandalorian, he's doing this, he's doing that, and you know, and and people know his name now. Where it, when I was like, I just almost like it is as a fan. It makes me happy to see that that people know him, and it gives him a chance to be able to do more roles to show right, right. even more how talented he is. And and again, it's I'm not trying to I'm not trying to suck this guy's dick or whatever, but. When you got someone that's super talented, unless, yeah. <laughs> unless. <laughs> yeah, if it'll if it'll get me, you know, you know, if it get me a couple miles down the street, sure, I'll take a shot in the mouth. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's just that when you when you see a um, when you see a uh, an actor that you really like and you know they can that, I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll reverse that. When you watch a movie and you look at it like that was the wrong actor for this movie. Yes, yeah, I get that yeah. they were really popular, right? And sometimes you you know that this person was cast because they were really popular. And like this person would have killed that movie, right? Right. They would have done such a fantastic job, but they're not as well known. And that um and I was, I was like, man, this movie would have been great had it not been for that. And so when you do have a, a, a an actor out there that is so good and and now they're being recognized and able to get those kind of parts to really make, you know, the these movies like stand out the way they should. Yep, it's it's good because we want to be entertained, right? Right, right. All right, there, folks. That was our moms think we're funny. Let's uh, let's give them a hand.